You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Straight to business today. One of the sectors of society most impacted by COVID since March 2020 has undoubtedly been the travel industry. Uh, It's been shut down. It's been stop, start. It's been go again. And really, it seems to be, you know, in all over the place again because of a decision in recent days, especially by Portugal, uh, to bring in uh, new restrictions. You know, if you go to Portugal from yesterday, the 1st of December, you need to present a negative COVID-19 test, PCR or rapid antigen conducted 48 hours prior to entering the country. Now, this supersedes the EU digital COVID cert that was working well across Europe for travel up until this point. There's real worry that Portugal could only be the first of many European countries to bring in this measure. We're going to talk about travel and holidays for the next while with two people who've been with us on the show over the years. Martin Skelly, he's with Navin Travel since 1977. He has years of experience in the business. And of course, Sandra Finnegan, who was a regular travel advisor on late lunch up until March 2020, took the reins in Globe travel in 1998 but had many years experience beforehand as well. Welcome to the show Sandra and Martin. Hi Sherry, good to talk to you. Good afternoon, how are you? How are you? Oh well Sandra I'll start with yourself, I miss you so much. It's nearly two years Sandra. I know Jerry. you don't even call to Stafford's on a Saturday morning anymore. My God Sandra, what has the world come to? Sandra can I begin from this point just with the Portugal situation? What are you hearing? I just outlined it briefly there. Okay, obviously this time of the year, Portugal wouldn't be a huge seller for the Irish market anyhow. So it wasn't having a major impact on the Algarve bookings. Obviously city breaks like Lisbon, yeah, it's having an impact on that. But the biggest impact, Jerry, is the inbound testing. And that's what's really put the cat among the pigeons. And it's really caused hysteria among the public because people are away, people are stranded. Catherine and the girls are on the other end of the phone now at the moment making COVID antigen appointments for people, particularly elderly people who travel away this time of the year. And they just don't know where to turn to. And this has just been thrown at us with little or no notice and at big expense to the public again. So what you're saying is if you go away now and people who are away coming back into Ireland requires the test. Absolutely. The test is in effect from midnight tonight. Okay. So anyone that crosses the island, uh, no matter from 
any part of the world after minute after midnight tonight they have to provide either an antigen test valid within 48 hours or a PCR test for 72 hours. And does that mean that that test is carried out then? Where, say, for example, somebody's... It can't in, be something that you buy off a, yeah. a shelf in Aldi or whatever. Okay. It has to be a certified test that is related to your passport travel documents. Okay, and just to clarify again, if you are in Spain or Italy at the moment and you're coming home in the next week or, or so, do you do the test on that side before you travel or when you come into Dublin? No, the test has to be done pre-departure okay. because the airlines now will refuse you boarding if you don't have the proper documents in order. So basically the government has put the onus back on the travel industry, i.e. tour operators, travel agents, whatever, to get your clients to have all this stuff in order. They will be denied boarding if they don't have it. And we're ringing people up and they're, having a, they're really having a go at us saying, listen, you know, we're in our holidays. We don't want to be going getting all these tests done. This is an added expense. We're at the end of our holiday. You know, we don't really have 200 euro or 100 euro to spare. Now, you know, people are panicking a little bit, but when they settle down, you know, the tests can be got there. Like a typical antigen test throughout Europe is averaging between 30 and 35 euro. Mm. Like apart from Europe, if somebody was going somewhere else, they were taking tests anyhow. So since July of this year you know people have got used to doing that people traveling to the states since it opened at the beginning of december people knew that and they were getting tested and they knew what compliance was like but all of a sudden this has all changed by the government this week with no clarification we signed up to a traffic light system within the eu Mm. and now they've pulled the rug from under us again so portugal is the only country at the moment requiring that test to enter and as you say it's sort of ireland and ireland okay so so the both of us yeah of course that's the point that we are doing it as well let's bring martin into the conversation martin have you anything to add to what sandra's saying there about the, the situation no sandra has nailed it she has it absolutely dead right um Thankfully, they're accepting antigen tests, albeit um, it has to be a professionally recognised antigen test. So that's um, bringing the cost down a bit. So it is easing the burden somewhat. Uh, Accessibility and availability of the testing will be an issue for us. And again, I agree, people are phoning us up and they want, well, especially those who are leaving the country in the next few days. And they're phoning us up. Well, we're phoning them, actually, because we're being proactive about it. But we're phoning them and say, you need a test. Now, one of the dilemmas yesterday, for example, Dublin Airport, um, Randox at Dublin Airport, their testing facility weren't available to take any more bookings. So, you know, th- there's capacity issues are going to um, arise over the next couple of days, again, until it settles down. Same thing applies a little bit for people coming back into the country. And at this, type of, uh, this time of the year, uh, as Sandra said, um, in Parts of Europe are not really, you know, it's off-season, it's low-season in mm. parts of Europe. But the Canary Islands, for example, you know, we've lots of people on holidays in the Canary Islands at the moment. Now, generally, they're there for, you know, a week, 10 days, two weeks or thereabouts. So in most cases, there's a little bit of time for them to get their tests done and organised. So whilst it's critical and it's time-sensitive, it's not panic. Uh, really, it's for the people who are travelling in the next day or two on one or two-day trips. That's an issue. Uh, at the moment, lots of trips are really popular. People have deferred travel. With the result, there's been a big increase in special bucket list trips. Uh, the ones that come to mind with us immediately, and that's a, had a big impact, is Iceland and Lapland. And lots of children have been really lucky because the Real Santa has invited them up to Lapland. And, uh, you know, so 
there's an issue making sure we've got tests available in Lapland, and we have, as we have done in Iceland as well. So we're giving people contact details in, uh, in Ravanimi and in Reykjavik so that people can take their tests. Um, again, as I said, the Canary's not not the panic. But I think what's come out of it is a few things. Uh, we had the DCC, the Digital COVID Certificate, which worked really well, you know, from really from August, although it came in in July, mm. travel picked up in August. And that's worked really well over the last number of months. So now what's, uh, the discussions are taking place within Europe is they're looking at a possible, there's a general discussion about the possible expiry date of your digital COVID certificate. Uh, we need to talk about, and it, this has been discussed, about being able to add on boosters. Technically, the Irish DCC digital COVID certificate it doesn't have the ability to add on boosters. Spain, for example, on their one, there are five lines available, so you can add on extras. We don't have it at the moment. So there's technical issues that are going to have to be rolled out. And, you know, it's happening in and off. This is happening locally at an off-season time for volumes travelling. So we're going to be able to cope, and we'd like to see these measures put in place. I agree with Sandra. It's been bounced back on us. But really, that's what we're here for. You know, if it was easy, we wouldn't be needed. And it's in times of crisis that uh, we are in our keep, so to speak. So I, we found that very often information is critical and information is key. So everybody here, we're keeping ourselves real familiar with the ch- very rapidly changing situation. Yes. And that was the challenge for us. It was to decipher between speculation and rumour and fact. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that was the real challenge, Jerry. Yeah. So, I, you know, 24 hours and that panic eased a bit and we were able to set procedures, bookings and uh, facilities in place. Good to hear. Now that's why I have both of you with me today and the questions are coming in. Keep them coming to us. 086 1800 658. Sandra, can I just throw a couple of these at you there for a moment? Uh, Listener wants to know, is testing necessary if you are travelling to England and coming back? Okay, testing not required entering into the UK because we're part of the common travel area, but coming back into Ireland, test is required. Okay, another one here. My son is due home on Saturday from the Canaries, but he can't get an appointment for an antigen test until tomorrow, which is only 24 hours before his return. Will this be an issue, Sandra, on the flight? The listener wants to know. antigen test normally results come in, depending on the provider, anywhere between 15 minutes to an hour. So he should have the results. You know, the antigen tests are very quick. PCR tests, a rapid one takes a one to three hour. Uh, if you pay the rapid test, the results come in one to three hours. And then the normal PCR test can take up to 24 hours for results. OK, now coming back to another thing Martin referred to there, all the children who are going to see Santa Claus in Lapland, the skiing, of course, this is prime time and into the early parts of the new year. How is that faring out for you this year in terms of booking, Sandra? Okay, well, Lapland has been phenomenal because mm. children have had that list from last year and bookings have rolled over. Yeah. Uh, Santa's elves have been very good at building uh, a COVID uh, test centre, uh, particularly in conjunction with TUI and some of the tour operators. Uh, anybody who was uh, travelling on a day trip could have an antigen test done prior to departure that is valid for 48 hours, and that will cover them on the return. But we've got lots of people who are going for two or three nights who are having a long extended stay, and the tour operators, whether it be Sunway, Tui or Canterbury, all have uh, testing facilities. So the, the travel industry have been very robust 
in, you know, putting these things in place and making sure, as Martin said, bucket list dreams come true. Mm. And skiing is, is quite buoyant as well, yeah, Brookings, yes? skiing is quite buoyant as well. Obviously, you know, uh, Austria did have a lockdown. They're hoping to come out of that next week. Uh, so fingers crossed that, you know, things will... But it's evolving, Jerry. Every day we have a different challenge. As Martin said, we're paid to do the job and, and we do it. And But it's just been going on so long. And we really, really want to work with the public as best we can. Everything we do is in their interest to give them the correct information. And, like, we just don't go on hearsay. Everything is, you know, guaranteed, qualified information as we can source it and access it. And as a trade, we work very well together with airlines, hoteliers uh, throughout. So hopefully that momentum will come and let's hopefully we can ride the storm through again. I uh, know the value of booking with yourselves and through agents as well and I've been benefited from your kindness and professionalism in the past in emergency situations and it's uh, more important now than ever. Just before I go back to Martin, you've been away, I know yourself, Sandra. How did you find it, you know, under the new conditions, mask wearing, all the regulations? Yeah, I went to, uh, I was re- the, my last trip was in Dubai, so I had to go and have a, a test before I went. I was after having COVID in August, so a little bit ne- uh, cautious whether the the you know, the vaccine or whether the virus would still be in my system, whether it would show up, and lots of people are asking that question. Well, I've had COVID. If I go for a test, will it come up? And I was one of those ones asking the question. So I went and I had a test a week prior to when I actually needed to have a test. That came up negative, so I felt more confident going for this test that I needed for travel. So and I had done one or two antigen tests along the way. So. I went, got the test, got my cert, had it when I went to my check and I was able to provide all that. And I felt very comfortable and very safe, mm. even on a long haul flight. Wearing a mask wasn't a big issue. We've got used to it now. You know, it's it's like wearing a pair of high heels, Jerry. When you're wearing them all the time, you get used to them, you know. So, um, yeah, we've got used to them. People are complying with the situation. And um, to be honest with you, tomorrow I'm thinking of hopping on a plane to Malaga just to see what's happening on the ground. Okay. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do that tomorrow. So I'm going to go down and I'll get my test down there. I rang a couple of companies down in Marbella just to see what way was their testing over or would I be relying on airport services. And most of the test centres are open seven mm. days a week. Okay, weekends, they may be a little bit more limited from 10 until 2 or 10 until 3. Um, but yeah, I'm still happy. I'm still happy to travel, but I can fully understand uh, children under the age of 12. So once they haven't reached the 12th birthday, do not require a test returning back into Ireland. So a lot of people are asking questions about Uh, that. About children. Uh, Martin, just a minute or so left. I just want to fire three quick fire ones at you, please. Um, The cost of holidays and flights going forward, is it going to be more expensive? My instinct is there's an inevitability that prices will increase. But practically, there has been some really, really good value for most of this year. My advice to people will be if they can steer away from peak dates, if they have flexibility in when they can travel, there's still going to be a lot of value for money. It's a confidence issue as well as a price issue. Mm. So I think there will be value for money. Uh, Just be flexible. And the insurance, I've often raised this with Sandra, you know, the, the insurance against, say, cancellations, changes in this type of thing, restrictions, etc. Uh, wh- what's your take on that area? Okay. 
Well, right. Well, I, I have a few issues on insurance. One of them is um, don't just take insurance and by name. Look at what you're covered for. Uh, there are a lot of different prices available for travel, for travel insurance in particular, and you it, you need to research the details about what's covered. I know we have a policy here, and it stood us in good stead for a number of years, and that is to offer a policy which, for the most part, is very comprehensive. We know it's not always competitive with the cheapest, but buying something is about value for money. I'll give you an example. Uh, we had somebody who were travelling to Lapland tomorrow, a family, they uh, got word on Tuesday that one of the children travelling had uh, was positive for COVID. Uh, it was very expensive, as you can imagine. They've cancelled. They're fully covered by insurance, which they had taken with us. Now, down the line, that may well have an effect on insurance, or there could be ex- on the price of insurance, or there could be exclusions. But we've been really careful working with the insurers and with uh, cruise companies ferry yeah. companies and hoteliers mm. to make sure that we're, insofar as possible, we work with the insurance companies to yes. minimise the cost for customers, which again should have the effect of keeping insurance costs low. Okay, but It's an issue that needs discussion okay. with customers and whoever they buy it from. Uh, points well made. Sandra and Martin, thank you very much for joining us. The phones are busy there in the background. Good to hear. Go to your local agent. Globe Travel in Drogheda, Navin Travel in Mead and others round the North East. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks, Jerry. Thank Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Just reminding you again, I am supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre this Christmas time. How am I doing it? Well, I tell, tell you how I am through Christmas cards. I mean, we're talking talking about it on late lunch yesterday with Louise and with Anne Tracy from the Gary Kelly Centre. The deal is here. Send me a Christmas card to LMFM Radio and I will return a card to you personally signed by myself from the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. They're beautiful cards and if you give, if you give them a shout at the centre, they have them available there. So that's the way I'm supporting the centre this year. Send me a card. Love to receive cards in the post. And, you know, it's a tradition that's maybe waned a little in in recent years. Let's bring it back. Let's see loads of cards coming to LMFM Radio. And send it here to us. LMFM Radio, Rathmullen Road, Drogheda County Loud, A92, T274. Uh, addressed to myself, if you would. And uh, we'll take it from here. And we're looking forward to receiving cards over the coming days and weeks supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. Now, no need to remind you that it's almost panto season. Well, I think there are pantos on and they've started already. They'll run from this time into the new year. But again, with the uncertainty, God, there's uncertainty everywhere. We're talking about the top of the show in terms of travel. But what about entertainment and especially the pantos well a man who's steeped in the tradition in the royal character yes he's with the navin musical society for years and years i'm delighted to say hello to david monaghan on the show today hello david good afternoon jerry how are you i'm really really good well you're on that's the first message we want to get across yes we most certainly are. You just interrupted me there because I was picking out a very nice Christmas card to send to you. you see, so <laughs> I have that done now, so thank it'll you. be in the post this evening. God bless Jerry, you. Yes, we are on, thank God. And, you know, there's so much uncertainty around, as you're well aware of. Uh, but it is definitely on. It's in solstice and you couldn't be in a safe, more safe environment. And what are you putting on this year? We're doing Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, classic. How do you pick? Look, I'm getting nosy here. I'm curious, I should say. Curious. How do you pick the panto each year? How does that work? Is that your choice? Uh, well, it's not me personally. Is that what you mean? Yes. 
No, no, it's not. The, com- the committee will um, pick the panto, all right. But what we've done, because we're doing it for a certain number of years, Jerry, you know, you, you tend to kind of pick what's... You, sometimes there's a film out. Say, mm. For example, Frozen or Cinderella or mm. something like that was out, and you, you latch onto that. Because that's that's there'll be a lot of toys out for that and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So this year, Red Riding Hood was very popular, so we, we went with that. Good, and th- there is a, a roster of them as well, and you consider them each year. And 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 you're right, you you go with the theme or what's happening at, at a point yeah. in time. Were you what? Did you were you able to perform last year? No, off completely. No, it's the year before, yes, yeah, since we've been on. So that. you've had a break so of a year. We have, yeah, yeah. There must be chomping at the bit to get on the stage and put the paint on and the lights go up and the audience roar, yes? Yeah, absolutely. And it's slightly different from this year because because of all the uncertainty when we started rehearsals back at the beginning of October. Um, we actually haven't any children in our cast this year. And it's just as well with everything that's going on mm. at the moment. We just we have a, a very exciting cast, very uh, colourful, uh, well entertaining cast. But we decided not to put children in because there was some. We were actually advised by um, the theatres around that children would have to be kept to a minimum. And our problem is, Jerry, we would have a huge cast of children always coming yes. to audition for the Musical Society. And if we, if you have kind of a hundred children coming in and tell them you can, you're only taking ten. It's it's soul destroying mm. for them. Mm. So we decided not for this year just to take a break and not actually use the children. Now you talk about children who are love yeah. to be part of it, and of course, as yeah. they grow up, they become teenagers and young Absolutely. adults. And then you have the veterans of the panto scene as well. Is there always a good turnover? Is there you know the new talent? It's it just keeps coming forward like a like a, a spring or a well. Yes. Absolutely. We we get them every year and you, you've never, like any any kind of fairly big town around the country, Jerry. you get things like Spotlight, um, Stuart O'Connor's group there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's based in Navan. But they were those children performed on the Late Late Toy Show and do every year. And you, they, you get a new um, crew in every year. You get, you get a lot of them that stay the whole way through until they're teens and then they tend to filter down a little bit, all right. But from an earlier age, from, you get them in from about five or six and you just bring them up. And obviously the five and six-year-olds have the cuteness factor. Even the, like, when, the minute they walk on stage, you, you hear the usual, ah, from the audience, you know, and uh, you get a, a great response there. But yes, we do. We have a huge amount of children that are interested in Panto, but because of the COVID and everything this year, we just don't have, unfortunately, children in the show this year. Lots of various strands of talent, you know, dancing, singing, yes, performing. Yes, but do yes, I want yes. to concentrate on today the comedy and the dame aspect of things, getting, you know, the people for those roles, is that the most challenging? We've been lucky over the years. People that tend to do panto, put themselves forward and audition for panto, are usually quite comedic people anyway, Jerry. Mm. They're, not, they're not the people that would hide their light under a bushel. If they're going to go on and do panto and make thoroughbred eager to themselves, you know, and that's what you do in panto, you're, you're kind of that kind of a person anyway. So then what you do is people then that come forward and audition for the dame, as you're talking about there, are usually a level above again. They, are, they will do anything and they'll say anything and they'll act the agent and everything else. And we've been blessed over the years. We have some, with Craig Regan this year, and it's absolutely excellent dames. The dames, you know, do steal the show a lot of the times, uh, as in all pantos. But we have been blessed over the years. We've had some exceptionally comedic dames. The 
stage and the solstice I'm familiar with as well. You have a lovely theatre there, a lovely yeah, venue. Yeah. And, and and that has to be given great credit. It's, it's, it's a wonderful asset to the town of Navin. But the other thing is that Navin Musical Society has a wonderful history. And I think of names like William Byrne and Killian Donnelly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Killian... Um Killian and and Willie Bourne. I mean, it's you, you, you've had Killian on your show. Um, the two lads, like I mean, started in Navin, St Mary's Musical Society in Navin, and have walked away. So Killian is over um, in in the West End now. They're setting the whole place in in the Phantom of the Opera. Yes. He is the Phantom, and uh, doing very very the pr- the pleasure of doing a new kitchen for him in his new house in Dublin. There, good man. Uh, very recently, uh, I'd be very friendly with Killian and Willie. But uh, two exceptional, and we've had we've had loads of, of kind of good talent, it, it, like all, most talent like that uh, around the country, Jerry, will have come through some form of a stage school or a musical society, because they don't decide at twenty one. I think I become a singer. Most of them are singing from they can talk. You know what I mean? You will you you yes. rarely get somebody that will just decide, as I say, when they're twenty one or thirty one. I think I'll become a singer. They'll have it in them. And the way to express that is stage schools, musical societies, wherever. When you think of Killian, you know, where it all began from, and as you say, on the West End now as the Phantom yeah. and rising to the lead role in Le Mis, Broadway, yeah. you know, yeah. for a time uh, back on the West End now. And you know the one thing I'd say about him, and you know him better than myself, yeah. but i become very friendly with him through his dad, Liam, and family yeah. uh, since I, I uh, sat into the seat on late lunch uh, a few moons yeah. ago. He is just the salt of the earth, the most down-to-earth lad you ever met, isn't he, Gillian Donnelly? Jerry, I was up in the house with Gillian and Louise, his partner, and you, you, you know, you, there's no errors and graces. What? And Willie Burns the same. But with Gillian there in the house, you're just talking to a mate the way I'm talking to you now. And, and Liam, sure, you, you know, and Miriam, his mom, another talented singer and all the rest, come from that, that family that's um, to just ooze talent but um, Killian is you, you're just talking to him there's no airs and graces you, if, if you brought someone in and said by the way this chap is the Phantom and Phantom did someone would say you're joking me mm. he's just so down to earth mm. and you know uh, by the way, I was talking to Liam this morning and I told him I'd be chatting ah, good. To, to make sure to say hello. I'm sure he's tuned in. He's a regular listener oh, to the show. And, uh, I, I say hello to him myself this afternoon. Yeah. But you know what the point I make of uh, Willie and, and Killian as well? You know, when, when, when children come in at a young age to the musical society, it just shows you where this pathway can lead you. Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean it's the same. It's the same in loads of different things. Like you get, like well, I'm involved in the tennis club here in Navan as well, and you get young people coming in like that. And we have an excellent coach there at the moment, and she brings brings them along. And you know, if you're if you're anyway, you you don't even as you quite rightly said at the beginning of the show there. There's singing, there's dancing, there's acting, and there's you know the clowning around and panto. Mm. So if you're not the greatest singer, you might be a great dancer. If you're not the greatest dancer, you might be a great little comedian or something like that. So there is something for everyone and they're brought along and they make great friends and they have them for life because Killian has friends that would have he would have started with in the musical society all them years ago and he's still best of friends they've been each other's best men at weddings and all that kind of thing it is a family and a community yeah. and a close-knit yeah. one uh, as well. And it's to be highly recommended. You know, we sport gets a lot of outing, as you know. It's huge in, in people's yeah. lives. Some people, sport is not for them. But, you know, entertainment, theatre, this type of area is huge. And what uh, lovely life it can be if you go all the way. But even as amateurs and being in your own societies and putting on the pantos and the shows, it's just the heartbeat of societies, as you say, in towns up and down the country. 
So Little Red Riding Hood is the panto this year. When do you begin and uh, what's... Um, tomorrow week, um, Friday the 10th, uh, tomorrow week in Solstice. And can I just mention, Jerry, for anyone that has any concerns about, you know, maybe bringing children or even going themselves into it somewhere like that, um, um, Willie Bourne was involved in Brian Bourne's concert there in Solstice two weeks ago mm. in Navin. I couldn't make it. I had another engagement that night. But I believe from everyone that was at it, they felt so secure. People had their masks on. Their um, COVID certs were checked at the door on the way out with people going up and down. It was one of the safest environments people have ever been in. So for anyone that has any reservations about going to something like that, you couldn't be in a safer, more safe environment than a Solstice. That's really and good to hear. Can, yeah, people can go online and book it or call them. Uh, all the information is on their solsticeartcentre.ie website there. You know, it's a very, very place. The tickets are selling exceptionally well. Good. And we're delighted, like, as I say, the minister really caught us off the hop the other day uh, when he said, you know, no children were allowed into it and like this. And we all just held our breath. But obviously there was a lot of pressure put on him because he rode back on that within mm. 24 hours. You know what I mean? And, you know, the, just this uncertainty is going. But as regards safe environments, like, I mean, you're far more likely to be in a dangerous environment if you're going into supermarkets or shops or anything like that than you are in a well-patrolled, well-organised theatre. Yeah, and you go from the tent until when? Uh, the, we Two weekends. We, we, we do the Friday, Saturday, yes. Sunday, the 10th, and then the 17th, 18th, Lovely. 19th. And we do uh, matinees, uh, which I think are almost sold out, on the Saturdays and Sundays as well. Quite a few shows. And Jerry, if um, if you wouldn't mind, we'll offer you a family ticket if you want to raffle it off or give it to somebody Thank there you. for the Sunday night. Lovely. Just let me know. You know, you're yes. welcome to that. And okay, that's great. So for all you do. For yeah, not at all. So two adults, two children, family ticket. Yeah. Or if there's an extra yeah, child, they'll fit the child in. Don't worry about absolutely, that. Absolutely. Two absolutely. Little Red Riding Hood in Navan. I look after that now in a few moments' time. But for the moment, wish you well with your panto this year and keep on trucking. Thanks a million, Jerry, and a happy Christmas. Many happy returns to you, David. Take care. That's David Monaghan there from the Navin Musical Society. Louise, mm-hmm. I have a story for you. <laughs> I have a story for you. Do you get worried Sense when I say ominous. these things? Do you? I know. I don't, I don't mean to. You shouldn't feel <laughs> like that to me. Just now... Take a breath and calm down for a moment. No, it's a great story. You didn't hear this one, did you? About a lizard. Would you be Would you be iffy if, if a lizard ran over your shoes? No. Or you saw a lizard? It wouldn't no. bother you, would it? Lizards are geckos, no. Okay. Lizard wouldn't bother you. Anyway, what a story. There was a lady called Rachel Bond. She lives in Whitley Bay in the UK and she was on holiday in Florida recently, okay? She came back home and she was unpacking her case and she lives with her mum in the house. Her mum is Margaret. Margaret's 84. And when she was unpacking the case, as she came downstairs, Margaret said to her, did you see that lizard? She (laughs) says, what are you talking about? She thought her mother was doting. What are you talking about, ma'am? Did you see the lizard, she said, and... Oh, she says she's definitely lost here. No, she says, come here, come here, come here, look. And there he was, a lizard. Had got into the case in Mm. Florida and arrived in freezing cold Whitley Bay in the UK, 4,500 miles journey. Wow. And what length was he? Massive. No, he's not a big lizard. I suppose a foot long do you know what I mean a foot uh, 15 inches long just looking at him there did he touch to an antigen test or anything Ah, (laughs) I knew that was coming I knew that was coming I did know it anyway the poor bugger he was in Orlando in Florida roasting and he arrives in Whitley Bay and the skin's falling off with the cold anyway he's doing well the RSPCA 
have uh, moved in and they're looking after him and he's doing good, we hear. I presume he'll be shipped back, will he? Uh, oh, no, there's no word on that at the minute but what an amazing story mm. that is got into the case and travelled all the way and uh, a little and dizzy survived. and survived as well yeah well the flight was quick turnover on the flight I think till they got home but there you go he probably had enough reserves to keep him going but he thought <laughs> he probably thought it had been beating me up Mr Spock where the hell am I here says Mr Lizard I've certainly come into a different world entirely but you know on leaving that aside for a moment I think I was telling you I was out I do the shopping on Tesco on Saturdays early Saturday morning and I was in it last week and uh, <clears throat> I have a bit of an out cold in me and that I'm not 100% but anyway I was doing me shopping in one you know the smaller trolleys not the big ones you know you know the the smaller trolley I always yeah. go around the smaller trolley anyway I was in one of the aisles and I was looking at something and I put it in and then I looked at something else and off I went with my trolley and the next thing I got a tap <laughs> on the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> I'd taken another lad's trolley and I was away with it. <laughs> well, oh, Louise, the embarrassment. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't notice there was, you know, what was in his or anything? Nothing. Never noticed. Just went off with the trolley. <laughs> Just you, went you off with it. And I... Never <laughs> <laughs> mind the 84-year-old. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you ever feel like that you'd want the ground to open up and swallow you. You know, that type of way. I just felt, oh, I said, jeez, mate, I'm sorry. Apologies for that. I wish somebody would run off of my trolley and oh, pay well, for it and yeah, then well, I'd claim it. That, that'd, be, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But then that wasn't, wasn't it was a double whammy on, on Saturday because then when I went out, I went to the wrong car. I went to another car. Not again. Similar to my own and was trying to, the car wouldn't bloody open. I just thought to myself, go home. Will you go home quick <laughs> and sort yourself out? Did that ever happen to you though? That you Did you ever do that? Did you ever, go you know, somebody's trolley? trolley? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, thank God you did it. I'm nobody went down for mine, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wonder why. Why would that be? I don't know. Maybe because it's those kids. Yeah. It? <laughs> and, and the wrong car. Do you ever go to the wrong car? No, oh, I've never Jesus. gone to the wrong car. I'm mm. pretty sure I haven't. But I have sat outside in a car outside um, Eurospar. Yeah. And I was all set to go. And next thing, this door opened. And this guy kind of backed into the seat and he was going, no, no, couldn't get sausages, tried everywhere and sat in and then looked at me and I got the fright of my life. And I was looking at him and he and the two of us went Whoop! at the same time. <laughs> he was meant to get into the arras across the way. Ah, uh, the other way and he got into yours. Got into oh mine. my God. Yeah, both as shocked as each other. These mm. things can happen, these little things, you know, and uh, I was just thinking to myself, it wasn't my day on Saturday, to be honest. It's just one of those things. You By get a run of things. Ticket. No, I didn't bother on Saturday. And why would you bother? It still wasn't one last night. Did you see that? Yeah. It's still... Go- I'm now, still I'm- doing it. Are you? Pure hopeful, yeah. Well, I give up a, a couple of goals ago. One, four, seven, nine, sixteen, thirty-two. There are the numbers again. I might... What night? Oh, I'm too late. I'll do it for Saturday. Anyway, what is it? It's such a long time now. But now, I do say the prizes are going down to the... There's money going down to the lower numbers, the five numbers. Mm. But there should always... We were just talking to Paul about this at home today. He was saying to me that... And he's right... Uh, there should be more money for the, you know the five match five yes. and match four. four. Really, going forward, there oh, should yeah. be more bigger prizes for those. I think a lot of people like you have just given <clears> up at this stage. Well, it's just rattling on and rattling on, and no sign of it being won. Anyway, we're going to rattle on on late lunch after two thirty with Miss Nikki Kyle for the final time this year, our gardening guru, and she's great Christmas ideas for the gardener. And she does a little bit of lovely cooking, rustling up wonderful dishes as well. She's with us after half past two. But taking us to... What have we gone for? Have you gone... Yeah, we decided to go for Britney Spears because she's been through a tough time and she's out and about now after the conservatorship ended. And she's 40 today and I think she's going on her first international flight in a long time. 
So, Miss Britney Spears, 40 today. God, those years have rolled along, haven't they? Big time. You picked this because of the trolley. It's not because of Britney. <laughs> and the car, Oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, absolute. Yeah, absolute. I won't say the word. Oops, I did it again. Go way out of that. Story of your life, Jerry. Well, there's someone on hand to help you with a gift for the gardener in your life and more besides. Nikki Kyle, hello again. Hello, Jerry. Sorry, I've got a mouthful. I'm being terribly rude. <laughs> oh, there's no bother at all. You work away there, sure. We, 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 we'll just get on with here at this side. Anyway, happy Christmas to you. Well, uh, happy sort of compliments for the season and everything to you too. Um, I mean, I'm most excited because it's less than three weeks now to the shortest day. Mm. And that's the gardener's new year. And that's when the days start to get a bit brighter and I just can't wait. Oh, can we wait is right. It is the turning of the year for gardeners. But in the meantime, you know, Christmas time, let's start outdoors with gardeners in mind and then we'll come into your kitchen. Insect and bee hotels, you recommend these? brilliant i mean any of the insect hotels bee hotels i mean you can even make your own there's loads of instructions online you know if you don't want to spend a lot of money uh, on presents uh, you know uh, or, or it's something for the kids to do in the christmas holidays too um you know you can stack up all kinds of things like old drain pipes and bricks and bits of straw and bamboo canes cut off uh, you know stack them into a, into a sort of a box or a pallet or anything like that and so many insects would love that you know to make a nice sheltered winter home now, they work and they provide habitat yeah. and they're very, very important. The other creatures are, and I was talking to Niall Hatch the other day here from Birdwatch about the Garden Bird Survey that's just begun. Yeah. Bird feeders, a great gift, aren't they? Oh, they are fantastic. Cause, I mean, you know, I think everyone loves birds and you can never have enough bird feeders. I need new bird feeders if anyone's listening. <laughs> you know, they, they tend to sort of trash them after a few years, particularly if you get a crowd of sparrows on them. Mm. Um, but, you know, they are brilliant uh, and you know, peanuts, um, I mean, actually, you know, peanuts and sunflower seeds are quite expensive uh, if you're buying them in small amounts in garden centres and supermarkets. But White's Agri actually sell them in big sacks. And I get through one of those big sacks of both uh, about every two to three weeks. I spend a fortune on them, but they're, they're worth it. I love my birds. Ah, they are so lovely. So they are. But it's good to recommend there to buy them in bulk. And White's are a great place. They really are yeah, they've for got the garden. Of, of gifts for gardeners in they there, have. too. Lots of tools they've got great boots all kinds of things so it's real and they've got a good website so it's worth sort of looking them up before you go that's why peat free compost yeah yes and i get it there myself every year on your recommendation what about buying a gardening tool for a gardener are you better getting i hate to say it people kill me for saying this the gift voucher for the garden center or shop well i I think if all else fails, if you can't think what to get, a gift voucher, quite frankly, is very welcome. I, I always love gift vouchers because you can put them together. You can add a bit more money to them if you want something a, a bit more expensive. And, you know, it, I, it's not as if you haven't sort of thought about something. Uh, I, I think often it's nicer to think that, well, the gardener might like to choose their own. And, and buy a little pot plant or something to go with it if you want something to look nice. But I think a gift voucher is great. Uh, I think all garden centres and nurseries... Um, sell them now uh, you know you can get whatever you want now let's move indoors oh, and tools. sorry yeah, yeah come on Actually, talking of tools yeah. you know those wolf garden tools 
are brilliant. I got them years ago first. You know, the ones with the interchangeable heads. They're sort of in yellow and, and, and red. Um, and you can slot the heads in and out of different handles. You can get different length handles, which is brilliant for me because, you know, I've got some dodgy shoulder. You can change them around and use them in all sorts of ways. And they're so useful. The other thing I want to mention is because I saw something online about it the other day. Um, someone was looking for an electric mower. I've got a brilliant little electric mower. Um, it's uh, by Bosch. It's Bosch Rotac. I don't think the price has gone up much since I got it about 12 years ago. It does everything. It almost acts like a sort of a strimmer if you lift the front up. It goes right up to the side of polytunnels or trees without causing any damage. Uh, as I say, I've had it for about 12 years now, and it gets dog's abuse, and it's still coming back for more. It's brilliant. So that's a Bosch Rot- Rotac uh, electric mower. And what, yeah. were the, what were the tools you mentioned a moment ago? Um, uh, Wolfgarten, they're called. Wolfgarten. Wolf, uh, Garten, G-A-R-T-E-N. And they've an endless sort of selection of different tools. But the ones I find most useful are very sharp hoes. And then they do a little uh, sharp hoe as well, which you can use sort of between sort of winter lettuces and things at this time of year without doing any damage. They're really, really useful. What about books for gardeners? Um, well, I don't tend to buy books because you I should write be writing. Yeah, you do. Write, you have many books written. She just has to get them between two covers and bound. That's all. Actually, for for, for, for birds and um, you know wildlife or anything, I'd, I'd love to recommend Jane Powers' lovely book, uh, An Irish Nature Year. It was published this time last year. It's full of fascinating information for wildlife uh, lovers for every day of the year. Something new, things that you you never sort of thought of, um, and it's. Uh, a brilliant book to give to anybody actually even someone who doesn't love wildlife like we do lovely to mention that book it is a cracker for sure now let's go indoors for a minute but talk about sprouting seeds do you need equipment indoors to sprout your seeds not really i mean a, a, a sort of good big jar will do you've got to have it sort of you know you've got to keep it on its side and keep it very well drained and very well um uh rinsed all the time but actually fruit hill farms sell everything for doing that they sell the seeds it's very important to use organic seeds which haven't been treated with any nasty pesticides or anything um they sell the seed sprouters uh and a, a huge selection of organic seed and if you get them on the go very fast they might even be ready for christmas but certainly for new year salads and things uh, and they're actually a million times higher in nutrients than, than the normal vegetables that they will actually grow on eventually to be uh and you know they're really powerful packed and they're terrific and they sell other things there too fruit hill farm like um dehydrators and fermentation sort of um, Mm. jars are the essentials for doing that Uh, and they do gift vouchers again um which is brilliant Uh, they have a huge range of stuff and there are some really nice um garden tools like the copper garden tools yes brilliant um another thing for gardeners actually is that you know you could never have enough really good quality heavy leather gloves I'm constantly losing them, uh, and eventually, you know, the brambles wear through them, and, and, you know, you get your fingers sore. So, you know, they, they get worn out if they get used, but they're brilliant, and, and they're, they're quite expensive. Well, I suppose they're, you know, up to about 20, 20 euros, I suppose. Yeah. But for smaller presents, it's, you know. It's a good present, and yeah. I agree with you more. I mean, I used to use the hands, and you get more nicks and cuts in them oh. and infections and things. The glove is an essential part, and heavy leather gloves will never 
be lost on any gardener, really. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing is, I seem to lose all the left hand. Mm. So, yeah, well, something steals them. You see, you see, you see, you're inclined that way, and that's the where it gets the most use. Come back to the dehydrators because I had yeah. the pleasure of watching you when I was up with you and recording the series. Use a dehydrator. You know, it, it's a very special and useful piece of equipment for a gardener. Oh, it works for everything. If you if you grow your own, I mean. Um, I was cursing myself the other day because I meant to make celery salts this year by dehydrating celery leaves while I had loads back in the summer. And I kept thinking, well, why did I want celery, you know, dehydrated celery salt? And it was only when I went to make bread sauce the other day I realised that's about the only thing I use it in and I hadn't got any. So, you know, it's, it's really useful to dehydrate lots of things. You could dehydrate herbs, you can make herb powders. Actually, one thing I did recently too was I dehydrated mushrooms uh, when I had a lot of them and made a mushroom mushroom powder eventually because I ground it up in the Nutribullet uh, which was absolutely brilliant and that's fantastic to add flavour to sort of gravies or sauces and stews that sort of thing risottos fantastic so I mean you can buy lovely um, mushrooms in, you know, in, in most supermarkets now mm. uh, and dehydrate slice them up dehydrate them and then grind them uh, or just freeze them um, you know uh, it's really a useful thing to have now, uh, just a couple of quick, quick questions I'm going to take on the hoof for you because I know you'll be able to answer them. Jerry's been on to me to say that his, his daughter has bamboo growing in our garden, but it's growing everywhere. It's going up through the driveway and everything. What can his daughter do? Dig it up. Dig it up. That's it, yeah. Nikki, is it? it? It will literally come up through the house foundations. Now, that I, haven't, I don't know any bamboo that doesn't spread like mad. You've mm. got to grow it in a tub and never let it, because it'll even find its way out the bottom of the tub if you give it half a chance. It's dreadful stuff. Yes. So the... It'll just go everywhere. I mean, I have it down in my kind of woodland area, and it does what it likes. Mm. Um, and the trees compete with it. But in a, in a normal garden, it, it's a nightmare. Another listener says, while Nikki's on with you there, Jerry, uh, she might uh, advise me. I have three aloe vera plants, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I look at them and I think, what are they? What do they do? What's the point of them? Do you want to comment on that? Um, well, actually, you could just, if you, if you burn your hand cooking the Christmas turkey, you could just break a leaf off and put it straight onto your hand. You know, put the gel that comes out of the leaf onto your hand. Um, oh. I've never really used them for anything else. Right. Um, but, you know, they are, they're good for that. I'm not sure if they clean the air as well, but mm. they're very, I mean, they stand an awful lot of neglect. They don't need watering very much. And, you know, yeah. um, they're quite useful for that sort of thing. OK, uh, let's just move. As I said, we're in the kitchen now, which yeah. uh, where we often did tunnel to table. And a couple of things you want to mention uh, today on your Christmas special Cashel blue cheese and Louise Walsh is just after jumping out of the chair and is charging <laughs> towards Studio 2 at the moment. That woman would eat the whole wheel in one sitting if you gave it to her. Well, so would I almost. <laughs> but it is wonderful. I mean, the, the, the organic cashel blue is the most fantastic and we're so lucky to be able to get that here in Ireland because, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get really good organic cheese here and it's, it's really brilliant. It's fantastic value. You know, you, you get a half of a sort of whole wheel for 20 euros and a whole wheel for 25 euros. Now, if you went to buy that in a shop, if, you know, it's ordering directly from their website. If you go to buy that in a shop, it'll cost you double that, buying a little piece of it. And it's so much cheaper buying it that way. Um, and then when you get fed up with it, uh, eventually um, you can freeze it um, in chunks if you wrap it well. It'll dry out a little bit. It won't be the same as eating it fresh, but it's still fantastic for sauces and, you know, pasta sauces and things like that. Yes. Is it from the Little Milk Company? 
Uh, well, it, it, they supply uh, Cashel Blue, yeah, and the yeah. Cashel Blue people actually make it. Okay, yeah, so where do you them. order it from? From the Cashel Blue website or yes, the Little Milk yeah, Company? Go to cashelblue.com uh, and that you can order it from the website there. It's terrific value. And I was just saying to Louise that mine literally just landed on the front step about half an hour ago. There you go. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm not giving you your postcode or address because... Yeah, this any, anywhere. <clears throat> I mean, literally, I was talking to them this morning. I said, I hadn't heard anything. And, and they said, oh, right, well, we'll send, I mean, they're really nice people. Oh, we'll send you some more. I ought to keep quiet, oughtn't I? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it then arrived literally half an hour after lunch. Um, but they also have a great range of other cheeses um, you know, yes. in an online shop. Yeah. Um, and uh, High Bank Orchards are the other people, because right. that really goes very well too, the, the orchard syrup uh, in salads. Um, High Bank Orchards do a wonderful range of products made from their organic orchards in County Kilkenny. Uh, they've got fabulous balsamic cider vinegar uh, and the orchard syrup in lovely bottles for making salad dressings or pouring over desserts, that sort of thing. It's absolutely... Um, and they make apple brandy, wine, cider, yep. I mean, you name it, you know. So you it's can fun. soak your raisins and fruits in that oh, brandy. Oh, yeah, that's, that's actually what I love doing, you know. And, and uh, we don't drink a lot here, so we've also got loads of, always got sort of loads of spirits and things like brandy hanging around that I really only use for cooking. Um, and through the year, I collect nice little sort of, um, you know, jars or things, or you could buy nice little jars actually from Home Store or from TK Maxx or somewhere like that really cheaply. Uh, and you can make these brandy soaked raisins or any other fruit and use any other spirits you like. Yes. Um, and it's really special and luxurious, you know, for spooning over ice cream or, or desserts or even serving with cheese, actually, it's really nice. They do that down in Ballybaloo. Well, um, um, it takes weeks normally. Yes. You can do it in one day using my super fast method. And there's instructions for doing it on my November fruit blog. blog. Okay. But um, you can basically, in, you can do it in a day. Uh, literally just heat up the, the spirit, um, whatever it is, throw whatever fruit in um, and heat it up to simmering point, turn it off, let it cool again, do this three times altogether, let it get completely cold and then put it into a little sterilised storage jar and it is heaven. Again, over ice cream or with cheese or... Well, I can tell you that Miss Louise Walsh has said to me four times in my headset, <laughs> get that woman's air code immediately. Anyway, we're not going to give it out today. You can talk to her privately. God bless you for everything during the year. Happy Christmas and all the best for 2022. Happy Christmas and a happy and healthy Christmas to everybody. Nikki Kyle Gardening com check her out she's simply brilliant now it is a very special day for a wonderful woman maggie sheridan from robinstown navin is 100 years young today happy birthday maggie and we have lots of lovely wishes in for you but one special one here loves uh, love and hugs from steph jay the children milo molly and Maisie, have a wonderful, wonderful time. Isn't it a great milestone to reach 100? Well, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful day of the year for Maggie Sheridan. Maggie, from all of us at LMFM Radio, happiest of happy birthdays to you. It's the most wonderful time My artist of the week is the wonderful Cliff Richard. 
1995, Cliff became the first rock and roller, did you know this, to be knighted by the Queen, Sir Cliff Richard. He found it hard, however, at that time to get airplay for all his music. Uh, but especially his Christian-themed work. The 90s, they just didn't want to know in Radioland Cliff's uh, previous work and his new stuff. But what he did was he bypassed his long-term record label, EMI, to release music, the new stuff especially, and his song, you might remember it, The Millennium Prayer. It went to the top of the UK charts, stayed there for three weeks, and it was his 14th number one single. It just shows you where there's a will, there's a way. For his 50th year in the music business in 2008, Cliff and the Shadows reunited. They recorded together again, old and new stuff, and toured extensively. They were most successful. Then in October 2010, on his 70th birthday, Cliff performed six sellout concerts that were unbelievable at the Royal Albert Hall in London. He took on a tour of Germany immediately afterwards. 18 concerts, 300,000 fans turned out to see him. And he released a DVD called Bold as Brass. The previous two were number ones and this one topped the charts as well. He would also perform for Queen Elizabeth at her Diamond Jubilee concert in 2012. Cliff is proof that form is temporary, class permanent and as his popularity has endured for over six decades and more. Yes, Cliff was born to be wired for sound. Cliff Richard, my Artist of the Week, wired for sound on Late Lunch this afternoon and I'll round off a week of Cliff on the show tomorrow round about this time. Jerry, I was in Tesco the other day when some man came over to my trolley and started picking up my lotto tickets. He was mortified when he realised it was not his wife's trolley. It's similar to my story the other day, picking up the wrong trolley. Oh, mortification, morto. Hi, Jerry. The winning numbers in the North Pole Lottery were 1479-1632. They're my numbers. I've won the North Pole Lottery. You'd have won the snowball, says Santa's little helper. And Jerry, the top prize is a snowball. Oh, I love it. Thank you indeed. Lovely to hear from you. How many days to go? 20 odd. We move on on the show and our final guest of the day is a good friend of ours. Andrea Mara, hello. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Congratulations on your shortlisting for all her fault in the Irish Book Awards. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I was delighted with that. Oh, it's a real accolade. It really is to be selected. And of course, look, you're just building on all the other body of work. You've a new one, have you? Hide and Seek 2022. Am I right or wrong? You are right. That's out next oh, summer. God, yeah, God. so bit to go yet, but uh, getting there, getting there. So Good on you. Good on you. Well, we'll be back to you for sure at that stage, if, if not uh, earlier. Now, I know oh, oh, from you over the years, you're not a fan. You call homework a plague. Yeah. Now, I think um, a lot of people's feelings about homework can be determined by how their own children feel about homework. So mm. it's probably, you know, I'm sure there are lots of people listening who, and I have friends who say, oh, I think homework's fine, doesn't do them any harm. But they might have children who, like my middle child, will go off and just do their homework and never needs anything checked, doesn't need to be asked spellings, just does it all herself. Whereas I have a nine-year-old who spends a good 40 minutes going, oh... 
I wish I didn't have homework. Mm. If only I didn't have homework. And this would be back, you know, in junior infants when the homework was only 10 minutes long. He'd spend that 40 minutes wishing he didn't have it. Then he'd spend a very long time doing it. And then probably another bit of time afterwards giving out about it. So, yeah, I think that has coloured my feelings about homework over the years. But, you know, even on a more serious note, there's been times when it's a beautiful afternoon out there and I'm wishing they could just get out and play, but they're sitting at home doing homework instead. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, when they're only in second class or third class, wouldn't they be as well off out playing, whether it's a cold, sunny day in winter or a warm, sunny day in summer, wouldn't they be as well off out playing instead of, you know, sitting down yes. writing out Irish sentences or whatever it yes, is. Yes, and I'm sure there are many people empathise with you and you have to keep on their backs to get the whole homework done. And I do feel at times at a young, <coughs> excuse me, at a young age, it's too much. But there's an alternative and you're working an alternative this December. Tell us about it. Oh, the best news. My youngest, my homework-hating nine-year-old, came home the other day and told me that it was his last day of homework for the entire year of 2021 because for December they have this gorgeous sheet that his teacher has pasted into his homework journal. And each day, I'm sure some of your listeners have seen things like this before but each day there's a different activity so it's you know stuff like offer to help making the dinner or setting the table or cleaning up um, which is obviously very practical help for parents or whoever's minding them in the afternoon and then there's nice stuff like make a snowflake out of paper to hang in your window Um, there's one and it is watch a Christmas ad on YouTube or TV and explain why you like it or didn't like it and we'll talk about it in school tomorrow. So my guy loves the idea of that, that his teacher was actually sanctioning that he could put on YouTube and look for a Christmas ad and I suppose he might watch a little bit Mm. of Minecraft stuff while Mm. he's there in his own mind anyway. But it's just really nice stuff as well, like make a Christmas card for a neighbour or a relative, um, call or text or write a short note to someone and thank them for something they did for you this year. Like just really, really nice things that will catch their attention. And some of them, like one is count how many Christmas decorations are on your Christmas tree. Like, you know, they yes. might, you might go, what is the point of that? But it's just something to give them a little bit of fun, a little bit of focus for 10 minutes or whatever in the afternoon and just a little bit different from sitting down doing the, the usual yes. Irish sentences. So, so this yeah, is, I love it. This is from now till the break for Christmas. This is happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our Louise has just sent me, before we came on air, to tie in with us talking about this. Her little lad, Cormac, came home with a Be Kind Advent calendar. And like... The ones you've mentioned there, there are there are little things for each day to do, like the 20 second help with dinner preparations by setting the table without being asked. You know, they're similar to what mm. you were mentioning a moment yeah. ago. I think, wouldn't this be a lovely thing to do each December? Yeah, I think so. I mean, kids are so tired by this mm. stage. This, this autumn term is the longest one um, that they have in the year. And they're so tired, especially this year and last year with everything else that's going on. And they could, you know, whatever the merits or lack of merits of homework in the... Oh, Andrea, did we lose you there? Are you with me? Hello, Andrea. Hi. Oh, you're you there, you're there. You're there. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. you, sorry. Go on, say that again. Yeah, I think even, you know, there's lots of arguments for and against homework in the bigger scheme of things and what value it brings or not. But I think December, just for the sake of three weeks in December. Hello? Are we- to do without homework. 
Okay, yeah. Am I, I gone again? No, you you just disappear there slightly, and and you're back. It's just coming and going. That's all. It must be the it must be the homework gremlins that are saying, "Hold on a minute, you're not doing away <laughs> with us, Miss Andrea Mara, that easily." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, look, I have to say, it, it it is a lovely thought and a lovely gesture, and it is educating them in another aspect of life, Andrea. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, things like write a note to a relative or phone a relative. Like, you know, my kids see their relatives all the time, but they would never think to write a note or write a card to them. So I think things like that are really nice. And obviously helping with dinner is a great one. So, yeah, bring bring on more of that. Um, make a Christmas card for a neighbour. Like, that's a really, really nice thing that, honestly, we just wouldn't think, in my house anyway, wouldn't think mm. of doing that otherwise. Mm. So, think it's lovely yeah yeah there are many other aspects to life that are educational as well besides you know the the road of learning uh, maths and uh, reading and spelling i think although i will not never take away from them, they are so important as well in, t- in terms of life skills so you're all set are you well organized for the big day well, you know, not really, but that's okay. We're into the fun stuff now. Of mm. Like, you know, I love when they come home from school every day now and the decorations up and my youngest is downstairs baking now because he has no homework. So he's got some ambitious plans involving gingerbread and hidden presents inside them and fondant on the outside to wrap, look like it's wrapped presents. So I don't know what's going to happen, but like he's enjoying himself. So, yeah, we're kind of doing some experimental baking and writing Christmas cards and all that kind of stuff. So it's really, really lovely to have the time to do that now at this time of year. It is. It's what it's all about. Well, listen, lovely to have a few words with you today. May I wish you and your family the happiest of Christmas. All the best for 2022. And I'm looking forward to hide and seek next year when it arrives. Thank you for joining us today again, Andrea. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Bye Same now. to you. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Andrea Mara there. Her book is brilliant. All her fault. Shortlisted for an Irish Book Award. A good one to pick up this Christmas if you're looking for a good book for somebody. Now, tomorrow on Late Launch, yes, Paddy Prendeville is with us for his annual uh, chat about the Phoenix. Their annual is out. It's fantastic. We're chatting about it tomorrow. Tara Walker begins a new series. It's starters for the Christmas table with Tara tomorrow and David Sheehan will look ahead to the weekend in sport. We'll have your riddle on Friday too and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio and do join us for the final show of the week tomorrow, Friday from 1.30. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogan Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.